You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I'm NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications, and we're honored to be joined this week by U.S. Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota. He is the chairman of the Senate Environment and Public Works Subcommittee on Superfund Waste Management and Regulatory Oversight. Senator, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. All right. Now, Mr. Chairman, you just held a hearing on S-2421, the FARM Act, which stands for the Fair Agricultural Reporting Method Act, which would clear up this CERCLA issue so that um, a lot of agricultural entities are not regulated like their toxic Superfund sites. So just start off by talking about why this is such an important issue for animal ag producers, and how do you think today's hearing went? I think it was a very good hearing. I think there was a lot of information shared. There were people really trying to learn what this legislation does. Clearly, the need to address the anticipated reinstatement of uh, of uh, uh, a requirement that manure uh, releases be reported to the EPA and the Coast Guard uh, is something that's got to be addressed. Now, you have to remember that for years, multiple administrations have not required farmers and ranchers to report manure spills to the Coast Guard. This affects over 200,000 farms and ranches in the United States. There is no way the Corps of Engineers or the, uh, the, uh, the Coast Guard is in a position to respond to manure releases from 200,000 farms. So what we've tried to do here was to share the reason why those rules have been stopped from being in effect for years. Now, we recently had a, a court decision here in Washington, D.C. that said that the EPA did not have the authority to actually not enforce what they considered to be an interpretation of CERCLA that required farmers and ranchers to report manure releases. We've got about a month left yet in which we've got to do something before the court would make the EPA try to enforce this. What we'd like to do is to fix what's been in effect all along, and that is, is that farmers and ranchers shouldn't have to go to the federal government and report releases of manure. That's common sense. Now, that doesn't mean we've got a lot of it in Washington, D.C., but we've got some. The challenge here is, is to get enough people on board to get it attached to a piece of legislation that could move forward in a fairly quick fashion. Right. So, of course, the deadline um, looming out there is, is May 1st, 2018, which is going to be rapidly approaching. Um, what's next for this bill? Is there a timetable for a Senate committee markup? Can you break any news on our podcast today about when a markup might come? And is it or is it something that might be attached to an omnibus spending bill that needs to move by, what I think, March 23rd? I, I think you're moving in the right direction. Look, we're going to look at every avenue. But the first thing was to have an open discussion about it. We've accomplished that part of the requirements by having this subcommittee meeting today. We actually had good and substantive discussions among people in favor of and those who have concerns with the legislation. Most certainly, I think it still will have good, solid support moving forward. Sponsors of the bill will get to decide whether or not they can make the bill better than what it is today, based upon the testimony today, or whether they want to move forward with the bill in its current form. The committee, the full committee, can have a markup on this now that we've had a, an open discussion here, and they could do so fairly quickly. And they could do it next week if they, if the chairman so desires. It's up to the chairman of the committee, Chairman Barrasso, who spoke in favor of the bill today, um, to decide when he wants to have that markup. Once the markup is completed, it could be available for attachment to other vehicles coming through the Senate. The omnibus is one possibility. There may be others as well. 
Okay, now uh, you've had a constituent testify here today. Uh, third generation South Dakota rancher Todd Mortensen came in and testified about how this would affect his operation. Um, how important is it for senators or all elected officials really to hear from their constituents back home about how um, public policy affects them on a day-to-day -day basis? You're right. I think Todd Mortensen did a fantastic job today. He shared in very simple, straightforward terms just exactly what this law, if interpreted the way the courts say it's supposed to be interpreted, would require his farming and ranching operation to do, including when they move livestock around uh, from pasture to pasture. He's got 19,000 acres that he oversees. This is some of the most beautiful land you'd ever want to see. It's taken care of. Truly, farmers and ranchers are the real stewards of our land in the United States today. And to have his testimony straightforward about his concerns about the environment, what he does, and the need to properly manage manure, and the reason why he properly manages it, I think was critical in moving this legislation forward. Right, absolutely. And I would be remiss if I did not congratulate you. I know you're a, a proud graduate of South Dakota State University. Uh, congrats to your SDSU Jackrabbits, who won the Summit League Championship this week, headed to the big dance for the third time in a row, I think. I'll tell you what, we not only have, uh, it's both the men's and the women's team are both going to the big dance. So we're very, very proud of them. They actually had really tough games against the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. So for us, it was a it was a South Dakota final, um, and you know, you're right, I am, uh, I'm very, very proud of the Jacks, but I'm also proud of the Coyotes as well. All right, very good. And finally, the next time our visitors uh, visit in the great state of South Dakota, uh, where should they go to find the best steaks in the Mount Rushmore oh, state? I'll tell you what. I don't, and you I, don't wanna, I don't wanna get you into too much trouble no, here. No, 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 listen, in any place in South Dakota you go, you can find a T-bone or a ribeye or a filet, and I'll just guarantee you, you'll find some of the finest meat any place in America. And uh, when you're talking about the right kind of marbling and you're talking about uh, high quality beef, whether you like it the way I do, which is marbled all the way through, or if you want some good lean hamburger, either way, uh, you can find it in the Dakotas. All right, Chairman Rounds, thank you for joining us. Thank you, appreciate it. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef, especially South Dakota beef. Amen. <laughs> and check us out online at beefusa.org and on Twitter at, at @beltwaybeef. Thanks for listening.